Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Nick from Club Metro USA in Jersey City, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. It's a blast to be here. I'm super excited at the opportunity to have you here. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on, give us a little bit of background, Nick. What was it that led to you going and opening, you know, up your own gym or getting involved with the franchise? So um, our story kind of actually starts with my brother. We're business partners. Uh, My brother opened our first location back in 2010. Uh, in Jersey City. I actually was a teacher at the time and uh, I had moved uh, back into the area and and got back in business with him. So I started with him about a year and a half into his his gym opening. And, you know, we kind of took off from there and I kind of ditched the whole teacher thing and said, let's dive straight in. And and we started running the business together. Um, We were always athletes growing up, you know, played all sorts of sports. And with that, obviously, you know, you're in the gym quite a bit. Um, so it just seemed like a logical business to get into for him at the time. Uh, and then, you know, it was seamless for me as well. So, uh, yeah, we, we jumped in from there together and then starting in 2015, we opened our second location and then we moved our first location in 2018 and we're, that's where we are now. Okay, cool. So you're doing this with your, your brother. Um, that's super cool. We got a business partner, a business, a blood business partner, <laughs> I think that's her. <laughs> bound together forever, no matter what. Um, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so give us your best elevator pitch of Club Metro USA, who you guys are, what are the different services that you provide, kind of paint a picture for us so we really understand the business model here moving forward in the combo. Sure. So, you know, our, our gym is kind of, you know, we, we originally described ourselves as like resort style fitness or upscale fitness mm-hmm. at an affordable price. So, you know, we try to have the look and the feel of those higher end gym models that, you know, I mean, in certain parts of the country, like New York city, they're $200 a month, you know, mm-hmm. in other parts of the country, maybe those are around, you know, 80 or a hundred dollars a month. Um, so we want to have the feel and look of those places, but still in the affordable category, we're not Planet Fitness, you know, we're not 10 bucks a month, but we're, you know, kind of that mid range, but still open gym model that has all your amenities. We have your, you know, saunas, group classes, personal training, small group training, uh, tanning. Uh, we have a golf simulator at our one location. It just kind of runs the gamut, um, you know, but yeah, big full box gym with all your uh, mix and X. Yeah. So, you know, in this all encompassing type gym where there's a little bit of everything, like from a business standpoint, personal training, group training, these are things that can help our business substantially if we have the right systems in place. So for you guys, what percentage of your revenue would you say, you can guesstimate if you don't know the actual percentage is coming from the personal training side of things? So, I mean, I wouldn't be able to give you an exact percentage um, revenue wise, but I mean, what I can tell you is that, you know, the way we always look at it is that our personal training is our gravy. You know, we should be, we should be at a minimum breaking even with all our other uh, revenue streams, you know, obviously main thing being EFT from, from the membership. 
So right. we, should, we should be breaking even plus a little there. And then that's why it's cool to focus on personal training because the more you do there, boom, that's your that's your gravy and that's what's taking you over the top. Yeah, so, no, you know. spot on, spot on, <laughs> right? Um, the the personal training, that's all just like extra revenue coming into our business. And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't hate money and helping people. So like, if I can <laughs> make money and help a ton of people like while doing it, it feels pretty good. Do you guys employ trainers or do you contract them? They pay rent. Like how does that work within the model? Yeah, we, we have all our trainers on payroll. Um, you know, occasionally you get approached by somebody who's like, Hey, can I bring somebody in? You know, I have a couple outside clients, but you know, other than the, with a couple one-offs, yeah, our trainers are not 1099. They're all employees. And, um, you know, it varies from time to time how much, how many of them we have employed at one time. But, uh, you know, it really depends on the trainers because when you got trainers who are hungry and want to get clients and are really busting their butt, you know, you don't need quite as many trainers. Whereas if you have guys who are kind of more on the side doing it as their side gig, you need a, a couple more of them to fill all the gaps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, now that we've kind of discussed that, you also mentioned you have some group X classes. Um, is that something that's included in your membership or is it kind of like a, an additional, like, what does that look like? Yeah. So that's an extra, um, $15 on top of your base membership. Okay. So your base membership at our gym is uh, 49.99 a month. And then we, you know, sometimes it's plus 20. So we have a special right now or it's plus 15, but, um, you know, that that's pretty standard. It, it, we feel that it, you know, adds a little value to, to those group X classes and to what the instructors are offering. Um, so yeah, we've always had a, had a little step up from your base membership for those who don't need to use that, don't want to use that and those who do. Yeah. I mean, it's a good option, right? Um, because from a business standpoint to have that sell that upsell, option. It's pretty nice. Um, okay. So looking at the business right now, you've got two locations. I know for many businesses post pandemic, they're still recovering in terms of memberships. Um, are you guys in at that same point? Are you kind of shooting back up to pre COVID numbers? Like what does that look like for you? Sure. So I got kind of a tale of two gyms and really it's a tale of two cities. I'm in two very different demographics. Um, not sure how many people on the podcast are familiar with New Jersey, but um, we are in two cities, but they're very different. Uh, so Patterson is, um, is we, we got hit a little harder, not actually initially, but um, you know, we weren't quite doing as well before pre-pandemic. We were doing okay, but we weren't gangbusters. Um, so the hit we took there was more harmful. Um, you know, and we've had trouble getting back to where we were. And it's just, this is more of a lower income demographic, um, you know, where we didn't feel right. And we didn't think it was not only not feel right, we didn't think it was a smart business decision to start raising prices by any uh, significant number here post pandemic. So, you know, it's been tough getting back here in Patterson. That, that, that's been a challenge for sure. Um, whereas Jersey City, uh, was, we're in downtown specifically, which is right across the Hudson River from New York City, you know, high income area. And we felt that our members could handle and, and it would work uh, financially for us to raise our prices a little bit post pandemic, which we did. And we haven't hit nearly our membership numbers of where we were pre pandemic. But because of our monthly increase on the price, and we didn't do it to people who stayed with us, this was all for new members. Um, 
you know, new members would would pay a higher price because of that increase. We're just about getting we're getting close back to where we were pre-pandemic revenue-wise, but we're still, I mean, membership-wise is still down, I mean, nearly 25, 30%. I, I would say 30% probably. Yeah. So with both locations, it sounds like you are in the position where ideally you guys would like to take on some more members if you could. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk about that process. Cause I think like no matter who you are in this service-based industry, like the hardest part for most of us is the acquisition of customers, of clients. So what do you guys do to get new faces in the front door? Um, you know, it, it's really, I think it's pared down a lot in the past, um, you know, five years, I would say not pandemic related, just in the last five years. Um, it, it, television's tough because it depends on your TV market. Um, you know, we're very uh, densely populated here in New Jersey. So TV markets, you, you might have be advertising to people who live 10, 10 miles away from your gym. No, nobody's really in, at least in New Jersey, nobody's driving 10 miles to go to the gym. Um, so, you know, you're paying a lot of money to advertise to people who are never going to use your gym. Right. We're not like a car dealership, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, it, television's tough, but my one uh, gym, we were able to do that for a while. Um, we did do signs in subway stations and stuff like that. We have the path trains in the New York cities. We've done that in the past. Um, currently real big focus is, you know, on your, um, Facebook and Instagram. I mean, that seems like the majority of where people's faces are nowadays is buried in their phones. So, you know, it, it's kind of follow where eyeballs are at and that's the route we've taken. hundred percent spot on. I'm glad that you recognize that that's the way to do it. Cause like, believe it or not, like I do talk to people and they're like, yeah, we don't use Facebook. We don't use Instagram. And I'm just like, why in 2022, like you can't like go outside of your house without seeing somebody playing on their phone. Like I live in a nice community in the most beautiful state, Florida, like right next to the beach, five minutes from the beach. If I looked out my window right now, like I'm going to see people outside on their phone. Always. So like we, we have to, we have to utilize that as business owners. Um, so for you, you know, Facebook, Instagram, are you guys utilizing like digital ad campaigns or are you guys using it organically just to like post and connect with people? Uh, a combination of both. So um, I actually have a great employee right now who, um, you know, is an employee in the gym. So they're there mm -hmm. all the time. Um, and that's by far proved to be the most effective way that we've seen it run with this, you know, hiring people from the outside, they're just not there. They don't have the pulse of your gym and, um, you know, the pulse of your members, the pulse of your staff. So having this employee who's there put together, you know, that organic content, you know, the funny, Hey, look at the employee making a shake behind the juice bar, you know, whatever, yeah. having those little posts in combination with going around and taking good content of the gym, you know, B-roll and stuff like that and members working out with trainers, so on and so forth. And then highlighting certain trainers, highlighting the gym as a whole, highlighting certain classes and, you know, putting smaller, lots of different smaller campaigns. So you don't just have one campaign running for a month, you know, you're hitting one for 10 days, another one for 10 days, so on and so forth. So it's constantly fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Um, with the ad campaigns, like what's your call to action or like that enticing kind of offer that you have out there to pe for people to click on? Because you said you don't do specials. So like, what do you use to hook people and get them in? 
Yeah, um, I was talking to you before. Yeah, I said I'm not like huge on specials and all that. I just I think they're kind of gimmicky and stuff. Like, and we're the you know I feel like we're the best uh, deal in town. So it's like I feel like if I'm doing a special, I'm I'm competing against myself. Um, so what we try to do is just say like when you see what we offer at the price we offer, you're gonna want to join. So you know that that join now button or learn more button is usually what we put in. And that'll take you right to our website where you're seeing our prices and you're seeing tons of pictures of our gym and a listing of our offerings. And, you know, um, you know, we get, we do get quite a bit um, that has changed post pandemic that we get quite a bit more online signups than we used to that, yeah. you know, sight on for all we know, sight unseen, maybe they had been there before, but yeah, where you're just getting people signing up online where that used to kind of be only a planet fitness thing before, yeah. but it yeah. started to change. So, you know, doing a little bit of, of the, the ads, just kind of showing off the gym and that's getting some traffic for you guys. Um, do you feel like it's getting the level of traffic that you would like? Is there ebbs and flows to it? Seasonality? Like what exactly have you experienced um, from the ad campaign side of things? Like, has it been have you gotten an ROI every single time that you've done it? Has it been different month to month? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. It, it, it's it's kind of hard to answer because um, seasonality pre-pandemic was very, very static. I mean, you knew what you were getting come September and October. You were going to get a little bump, then drop down November, December. You know, we all know. Yeah. Um, so you knew that. I mean, for my one gym in Jersey City, it's just been one, like after the initial, oh my God, we lost everybody. When we reopen and, and we, after we lost everybody, it's just been one kind of steady climb. And you've have had months where you jumped a little more. You have had months where you're a little slower, um, you know, and again, this kind of goes back to my strategy of no, no, uh, no specials that it, it's, I'm not looking to have one monster month. I'm looking for constant touch points of it over. I'm trying to do more branding in my area than I am to have a big month. I want you to know who the heck I am, where the heck I am and how much we are and what we offer. And I feel like if you constantly are in front of those people and showing them what we have, then we're, and we are, we're fairly steady. We don't get, like I said, the, the spikes aren't really crazy with our style of doing it. Um, and we are pretty steady with, how much we put behind it so I couldn't tell you like oh what would happen if we stop because we don't really stop but yeah 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 I think like it's good to be doing it steady I do think that like you know there are different things that can help like pick up the pace with it without like devaluing your service and giving away like a free membership like you talked about the specials I don't like the idea of specials either because I think of specials as us as us a business owner devaluing what we have to offer. Like we have, awesome, we have an awesome gym. We have awesome staff, great equipment. There's no reason we need to offer a free month membership. That's ripping off <laughs> ourselves. And if, and typically those people who are hunting for those bargains, they're not going to be long-term clients anyway, because they're looking for a bargain. They're looking yep. for a free month. They're looking for a discount. Um, and so I don't typically enjoy doing that. Um, have you guys ever ran any sort of like fitness challenge, transformation challenge, anything like that to get people in the, in the front door? Sure. Absolutely. We we've done stuff in the past, but again, I haven't had, um, a consistent 
person with me to kind of help me with my marketing because that's I mean that's a job in and of itself right yeah. there putting all that stuff together and managing it and making sure because like anybody could design that type of program but for the that, that type of program to be successful you need somebody really to stay on top of it and make sure it's running smoothly um so again i have that like social media slash marketing employee that that we've now brought on board in this capacity and we are planning for uh coming up like that's more i, I, I want to do those types of events come your busy season like january let's do you know you know i'm not the cliche new you new year new you but you know some yeah some type of fitness challenge stuff like that uh during those months where you know people are more motivated than on an average month to get back in there and uh really go after it i think those are great ideas because they really if done right not only number one could be potentially free you know you don't really have to do anything per se there's ways there's some things you might spend money on but on top of that that you could generate money out of it not just from generating memberships you could do fitness challenges with members in your gym and you know getting them to pay for extra type of training or upsells so yeah yeah it's a huge it's a valuable like idea and you know post pandemic in this industry it's something that we've seen track really really well because people want to see some sort of change whether that's a physical change a mental health change whatever it is like people want to join the gym for some sort of result so if we can dangle that in front of them like hey we have this you know 21 day challenge or we have this eight week challenge you're going to come in we're going to give you this this and that and we'll help you achieve whatever goals that you have like that tangible idea of achieving whatever goal and be given the resources that I need to make it happen is huge. Um, so kind of before we run out of time, I want to make sure we can talk about a few more things. Um, what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck, Nick? Like what's holding you back from the idea of growth, scaling a third location? Like what's that one thing? If you had to chalk it down to just one thing. Um, to be honest, it's, uh, I would say when it comes to like growth and getting another business, I think it's that I am very, very picky. And my, my brother, you know, as a team, we are very picky about where we want to be. Uh, I think, I think location is number one when it comes to owning and operating a gym, you know, not just location of, you know, what street are you on, you know, the space itself. Is it the right space to, you know, all the other factors, parking, ceiling height, this, that, the other thing, you know, there's so much that goes into it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of locations. We use the analogy, like there's a lot of locations that you could hit a base hit, maybe even hit a double, but um, searching for that one where you can hit a triple or a home run and being able to find that one, that's, that's what we're looking for. And, you know, it's just, as we all know, or most of the people know who are listening to this, it's uh, it's no easy task to run a gym. So, uh, or open one and, you know, I, we're not of the mind that we want to open one and run one if we're not hitting a triple or a home run. So it's, uh, you know, it's being smart, waiting for that right opportunity. And when it comes, go get it. Yeah. So like ideally right now, <laughs> the perfect location pops up. You and Ryan absolutely love it. You're obsessed with it. Would it make sense for you guys to make an offer right now and have a third uh, location? Yeah, absolutely. We're actually, you know, looking at, at one space right now that we really like. Um, there's a couple of different factors, obviously, as always, uh, that, that that we haven't pulled the trigger yet. But yeah, I mean, we're we're ready. We we know this is 
as scary as a time as it is because the gym industry itself is still way way down um it's also like just like the stock market right when the stock market's down that's when you're supposed to get in you don't know when it's really going to hit rock bottom or whatever but at one point you got to say hey this is my time i'm going to jump in and, and i have faith in you know if i do the right things that this is going to come back yeah that's so exciting um you know with the two locations right now what do you feel like your biggest room for improvement would be um you know here in the future like what's something that you'd like to hone in and work on really perfecting in those locations and and you know making better um i think keeping keeping your equipment updated uh, you know we've we've been in business for a long time you know and and we take really good care of our equipment so um you know but at the same time, you still got to kind of get some new stuff and breathe some fresh life into your facility. Um, you know, and that's hard for us because we're like, hey, everything works. Everything looks good. Why are we going to spend money on on equipment when we have, uh, you know, if it, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, I think that'll help. I think we, we do hear that from our members that they want to see a little change, a little variety. And then, you know, it's just it's all the ones that are still always the things you strive for. Just great customer service and cleanliness and all that. And that's you know, as much as you, that's a reflection of you as a gym owner, it's still also, you got to kind of kick your employees in the butt, um, you know, regularly and make sure that they know how important that is to you and how important that is for your members. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, you know, I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business, like long-term they came true. What would that picture look like for you? Um, that we are doing well enough that we're able to pay our employees a little more money and pay ourselves a little more money and maybe then pay some employees to take on some of the hours that we're working so we can uh, spend even that much time, more time with our families because that's, uh, you know, we both got little kids. So, um, you know, that that's big. Yeah. How many hours in the gym are you guys, you, or or not even just in the gym, but like how many hours do you think that you guys are working right now every week? Yeah, typically 40 to 50 hours a week and all at the gym. I mean, you know, it's, it, it depends on the week, obviously, but, you know, I mean, every once in a while, if we got something going on, we can, you know, work from home and, and get, get a good amount of stuff done. But I mean, like I said, you got to be here, your employees got to see you, your members got to see you. Right. Uh, at least that's our, our philosophy. Yeah, no, I think that we, we definitely have to have to be around, but you know, there becomes a certain point where like 50 hours a week, yeah, it's not fun. It starts to <laughs> become, you start to hit that level of burnout, especially when you have little kids. Um, yeah. I have a four-year-old, so I get it. Um, yeah. You know, you got to make time for the family and yourself. Like <laughs> if you're working 50 hours a week, you're not going to have time for either one of those things on top of work, really. What has to happen for you to kind of uh, get the gyms in a position where they're making a little bit more so you can pay the employees more and kind of work your way out uh, of the day-to-day -day and more on the business rather than in the business? Uh, get, get another location sure would help. Um, that's, that's why that's part of, that's our main goal. Um, you know, the more revenue you have come from different places, the more you're making profit and all that. So that's a big thing for us. Um, but also again, it's that, it's that steady, steady growth. Um, you know, just keeping it going. We've been on a good trajectory since, um reopening and we just got to keep that rolling and you know we were we were right there we were in that heading for that um pre-pandemic 
And it basically just put the brakes on for what we're at three years now, something like that. <laughs> so, but we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for you. I think that the potential for, for you guys to like really blow these things up, like once you get that third one and just like really hone in on the systems and, you know, everything's changed post pandemic. So I'm um, just kind of figuring everything out again. Um, I'm excited for them to grow and hopefully for you and Ryan to be able to spend some more time with the fam. Um, <laughs> where can our listeners go to follow along online? Like, do you have a website, an Instagram, a Facebook? Yeah, we're online. We have a website. If you go to clubmetrousa.com, you can see our website. Uh, there's the, you know, we have the Jersey City and Patterson locations. Um, our Jersey City location is a little more active on the socials. Um, you can, you know, if you just type it in the Google or type it in the Facebook or Instagram, you'll see us pop up Club Metro JC or Jersey City Club Metro um, Patterson on uh, Facebook. And yeah, you'll see us there. Awesome. Can't wait to check it out. Thank you for being here today, for sharing your insight, um, you know, on the industry. Um, and listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today, and my name is Emily Newton. Joining us on the show is Christopher Jones from Three Fault Fitness out of Columbia, South Carolina. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Can't complain. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. Definitely excited to have you on just to see what value you're going to be able to add to our listeners today. So before we dive into the nitty-gritty of you know what you have going on, and how you run threefold. First, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start this gym in the first place. Um, how I would describe uh, threefold fitness is kind of a place uh, where you can kind of come in and learn long-term styles of fitness that will be good for the quality of your life. So it's kind of taken away from just coming in and getting the physical uh, aspect of training that a lot of people come in for and more so of tapping into what it looks like to adhere to a long-term uh, fitness journey that heightens your quality of life. Yes. Long-term is key. Long-term everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what made you decide to get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Um, well, originally, uh, I had, I had hoop dreams. So, uh, so I had hoop dreams and when those quickly fell through the, uh, the roof in college, it kind of came into like, a, what is it that I like to do? So I was a exercise science, uh, major at the time and we had to do an internship in order to 
um, graduate. So but a little bit before that period, I was kind of like training a friend, just kind of playing around and we were seeing results in her. So she was like, you know, saying maybe, you know, look into this training thing. And I didn't really know what else to really do. I like fitness. My dad was a trainer for, for years. So I was like, I'll give it a try. So I went into interning at Architect Sport with athletes originally. From okay. there, they gave me a lot of confidence, um, told me, you know, saying they kind of liked my personality, liked how I kind of moved into in the, the fitness field um and then I kind of got what they call like the, the trainer's itch from there so training from different companies on and on I decided you know I said I, I like this and I kind of want to do my own type of style and kind of wanted to do it myself so from there my dad was actually retiring so I decided instead of giving him shutting down his gym I was like, I'll just move back down to Columbia take over your gym with the knowledge that I have and the passion that I have and see what I can do with it and then I got here. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty cool, um, unique story about how everybody's start is is always different, you know. Um, so at Threefold, like, what model do you guys use and what services are you providing for your members? So um, we have personal training um, and personalized group uh, training. So personal training is obviously your one-on-one your -on -one sessions of 45 minutes to an hour based off of whatever it is you're trying to achieve and then you have your personalized group which is i have basically different times monday through saturday and then you sign in um day by day and when you come in i have a workout designed for you and whoever else is in the, uh, the class so just because you're in a class of six people doesn't necessarily mean you will be doing the same thing as the next person next to you you might be in a weight gain period a weight loss weight retention or whatever it may be so it kind of gives you that personalized kind of experience but you can still get the the group camaraderie uh type energy at the same time Gotcha. Okay. So personal training and then like the personalized um, group, but still giving off, like you saying that like intimate feeling of having a coach. Okay. So how many members do you have? Uh, I have uh, about 40 active and like I said, about 110 or so in my database. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, like, you know, when you're a trainer, everybody starts out with zero clients. Correct. So how do you go about finding clients? What does that look like for you? So um, for me, how it started, it started referral based. Um, I had I got a few transformations in, in the city. Um, those transformations from those clients kind of they brought in a couple people from their social media kind of played. Social media played a huge part. I kind of did a lot of advertising on Instagram, Facebook, Um so referrals, social media, and then at one point I was real heavy on just kind of I'll go to like the Planet Fitness with like my business cards and just put business cards on people's on people's uh, windows mm -hmm. and just, just hand them out like that because at that time I wasn't I wasn't as confident as I am now, so I didn't necessarily want to like be sitting there telling you about myself. So I just want to kind of just drop little gems on people's yeah. windows, and if they they bit, then they bit. If they didn't, they didn't. So yeah. I would say number one would be referrals. Uh, two would definitely be social media, and three would be um, business cards or kind business of like, cards. Yep. Okay, and with like the social media advertising, um, were you doing paid advertising with Instagram and Facebook, or is this all all organic? Uh, all organic. Uh, I think I've done one paid advertisement. Um, I don't think I, I don't know if I did it the right way or not or whatever, but I don't think I got the the feedback that I wanted from it. So I was just like, man, I'm just going to keep my bread and I'm just going to make more content and try to see what the engagement kind of looks like, see what type of clientele. Um, Cause once you get, once they, I kind of got introduced to like the analytics or whatever, it kind of tells you 
who's watching, who's not, if it's a woman, their age range. So I was like, okay, when I got into that, and then I start looking into, okay, so what is it that they want to kind of look at and start mm-hmm. making my content more to my uh, target audience and then just kept pushing. Yeah, so you're really using like your, the analytics, like you said, to kind of tailor um, your message. Correct. Right, because I know that we were talking earlier and you said like, like 90% of your clientele are women. Correct. So being that you're a guy and, you know, 90% of your clientele is women, how, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so it's kind of like, it's a, it's a trust comfortability type thing. So it's, it's, it's wholeheartedly being personable, being uh sympathetic, empathetic, and like I said, knowing, knowing the needs or like where women kind of come to trainers for, which is usually for knowledge, um, to, to get like I said to get the knowledge to feel comfortable and not to feel like they're being sexualized in the area like a planet fitness where there's there's yeah. mirrors everywhere so yeah. you can be looking in the mirror and seeing somebody watching you and you don't know if your forms the right way you don't know what they're really looking at and random people coming up to you trying to give you advice as if they really might care or may not even really care they might just be trying to hit on you so it's kind of making making women feel comfortable in a space as a man type thing because I mean I'm a firm believer and I was always kind of raised, you know what I'm saying? Respecting women is, is, is a very high level of appreciation um, to the world itself. So yeah. I kind of just know how to speak to women, know how to make them feel comfortable and know who I'm dealing with, which are women. Listen yeah. To you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That was well said. Mm-hmm. So um, what does your sales process look like? Like after you get somebody in the door, are you doing like a free consultation um and then how do you like keep your members because you know client retention is important right so um like i, said, I do a free uh, all my consultations are free uh whether it whether you're getting a consultation for the uh the outcome of joining or you just want some free game i do free consultations for 30 minutes so you come in i kind of give you whatever information is you're looking for get, uh, get some measurements go through like your, your diet and everything and then I, right then is when i start kind of tailoring into your mental and kind of seeing, okay, do know no matter what physical transformations you've seen on my page or whatever you see, the whatever journey that you're on, this is your journey type thing. So I, I go ahead and try to get into in people's mind. And then from there, I stay in it. I try to stay on top of it. So every month, I try to reach back out for another consultation. When you come into your session, I make sure to ask the same simple questions How much water did you drink? What did you eat today? What do you plan on eating today? How do you feel? Things of this nature. So it kind of builds a, a rapport with people that you care. And if you care, people tend to adhere to your services more so because of you than it is anything else type thing. So once they feel like, once they know that I care about them um, and they know that I actually want the best for them, it, it kind of just is a domino effect of them yeah. kind of just yearning for that type of attention, that type of love, that type of push. And yeah, so... That, that kind of is, is my, 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 my rotation. Okay. And do you find that, you know, the way that you do that, uh, handle things with your client journey that plays into client retention? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because at that point they feel like we're friends. I say, which we are, like I said, they feel like we're, we're a family type thing. They feel like if, if he's asking about my child and he's asking how am I, how am I eating and how am I mental and how am I, how am I sleeping consecutively? And he's remembering events about my life and things like that. He actually does care about me. And if I care about you and you came to me because you want to do better for yourself, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a good trade-off type thing. And I feel like that has tremendously helped my uh, retention rate is building 
personal connections with all of my clients, whether they're in group settings, personal <laughs> training settings, whether they're virtual, whatever it may be, but that, that personal connection where they feel like, okay, I have somebody on my side uh, and then not just taking my money for the service. Right. Um, definitely. I, I do think that is key to my retention. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it definitely sounds like you're doing a lot for your clients and, you know, and also in your business. And I know that you are like the, the sole trainer there, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to me about like the systems that you have just to keep things organized and like track, like, are you tracking attendance? Who's showing up? Who's canceling? You know, who is, you know, leaving that month? How are you keeping track of that? So, um, so I do my sign-ins and everything through group me type thing. So each month, like I said, I'll put out a message trying to kind of see who's coming for uh, the month and they'll like the message. Pretty simple. And from there, I can see who all is coming that month. I can go look at the chat and see who was there the prior month and who was there this month. You can kind of reach out to those who say that they are or aren't coming from there. Then throughout the week, through my checklist of who said they was going to come, um, just casually on Fridays, I'll look through and be like, and I look through my Friday checklist and look through the group me who signed in, see who came, see who didn't come, and then reach back in out by the end of the weekend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't, I ain't see you that much this weekend. Or, hey, you only came once and you told me that you was trying to get summertime fine type thing or whatever. So if you just, so that's kind of how I keep up with it is I just constantly check back in with, with, with those that are either coming or not coming. Um, then if you're inactive for two months or more type thing, I'll make sure that I, I reach back out to kind of just see how you doing. Just a simple, how's everything going? You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily pushing you to come back into the gym, but just checking your well-being. Um, and that goes a long way to a lot of people too, because a lot of times people fall off for a reason that they don't want to necessarily talk to you about. They don't feel comfortable coming to you about. It could be financial. It could be a definite family. It could be a breakup. It could be, it, I've heard all types of things and just reaching out to them made them know, okay, he, whether I'm paying him or not, he cares. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of like my thing is caring. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how I keep up with it. Just keep caring, honestly. <laughs> okay. I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that. So um, let's talk about like some of the challenges and struggles that you face as a business owner. Is there anything that you are currently working on overcoming now? Um. Yeah. So like I said, I do a lot uh on my own type thing so obviously you know say i want to bring on like i just like said another trainer i want to add different services to the foes so that um i don't have to do necessarily so much or i can home in and perfect more so ways i want to do which is more so just train and be personable so it's just finding finding um pieces that people with with the same passion that you have that don't already have their own thing kind of going on type thing to join onto your team to to help so that I can expand. Cause obviously I want to touch as many people as I can, but as one person, mm-hmm. you can only touch, but so many people before your quality of training or your quality of service starts to decline because you have so many people. So I yeah. would say um, finding help would probably be my, will probably be my number one struggle for sure. Okay. So let's say, you know, six months down the road, you find, you do find a trainer. Right. right. You do find somebody that you can kind of delegate tasks to. Um, how much time would that free up for you? And like, would you invest more, more of that time into yourself or into the business to help it grow? Um, if I had somebody, I think that that would then help me kind of 
tap into different ways that I haven't been able to really tap into fully to promote the business in better ways. So like, for instance, if I'm training 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., I can't really go out on a camp on a college campus when it's when they're most they're more popular times and go speak to them or whatever. I can't really um I can't really make content all the time because when I get off work at by that time, I'm I'm burned out. Like I've yeah. been training from eight to about, I mean from 5 a.m. to about eight from eight to 10, I'm not going to be making content most days. So sometimes, so days I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm not going to make no content today. I'm just going to take a rest where if I could train from five to 12, get like a four hour break, I can make some content or put together a plan of, okay, what, what else do I need to do to expand, go look at spaces a little bit more um, and things like this. I think it'll free up more time to build um, the brand. I, I find enough time for myself. I, I always take vacations and breaks and I'm kind of in a, in a point in my life where I've just, uh, my, my, my passion is running so strong. Uh, I, I just want to, I want to build this as far up as I can. So I'm not really too much tripping about the, the, the personal time away or whatever. I, I can get that when I need it. Yeah. So your thing is just building it and impacting, you know, as many people that as you possibly can. As many people as I can is the goal. Okay. Heard. So, I mean, how, what's the membership base that you have now? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say you could wave a magic wand. And mm -hmm. six months from now, your business looks exactly how you want it to look. Mm -hmm. Kind of paint that picture up for us. Uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but just paint that picture for us in like a 30 to 60 second time frame. What does it look oh, like? For six, month, six months, um, a perfect picture would be, like I said, have a, a trainer that I, I trust to bring on board. Have, like I said, maybe even a, a physical, I mean, a yeah, a physical therapist that I, I trust I can partner with and a therapist that I trust I can partner with. Um, find a space that makes sense financially um, and space-wise and starting the process of what is the gym, what is this new gym going to look like? That That is a perfect six-month plan. It was like I said, finding a couple pieces, finding a gym that I feel like will attain more clientele and then just starting the promotion part. Yeah. So with the goal that you, with that goal, I like it. Beautiful mm -hmm. goal. What do you think, what some of the, what are some of the things that you think you need to change now in order to get there? Um, I think I need, I need to probably go, like I said, go out and look more. Like I said, look, like I said, I, I do a lot of searching on social media and things like that, but like just getting out in the community and seeing who's actually out here and being more personable with people um and talking with, with people face to face versus sending them an email or sending them a message on social media because again my time is limited most times so I can't really get out and be that personal to people I gotta wait or hope that they message me back um and then talk to me because a lot of times people can't get my personality or get like how devoted I am to it through an email yeah. like anybody can type a nice long heartfelt email but I feel like if I can get in people's face and kind of talk to them I feel like I can build better relationships uh and things of that nature to then be able to find the pieces that i feel like i need to to continue this going okay heard well it's about time for us to wrap things out here but what i want you to do is just give our listeners one piece of advice that you wish you had when you first began your journey um one piece of advice that i wish i had is um stay in it for the passion of people type thing. If you, I feel like if you're, you shouldn't be in health for self. 
it's kind of like a thing I like to say, like if, if you're in the fitness field, it should be for others. It shouldn't be because you're trying to get rich. It shouldn't be because of you just want people to get in shape. I feel like if you if you stay with it, with your passion, the clients that you get, whether it's one client or two clients, they will feel that and then they will they'll do the work for you. Like they'll go talk to people and people be asking them, "Dang, why you look like that? Well, you you look happy. You look like you're glowing. You're my trainer. Boom. And then from there, the client's going to come. As long as you are serious about your passion, as long as you stay nose the dirt, kind of how I like to say it and with it, and you really love what you do, the money will come, the clients will come, the bigger space will come, all these things will come. But just stay the course. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. And remember what you're doing it for, which are for other people. All right, Chris. Well, that's a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at threefold, is the number threefold underscore fitness. Or you can find me by my website, www.threefoldfitness.com. You can also find me on my personal page at justjones33. From there, like I said, everything is pretty connected from there. We can we can chat, chop it up. You want to have a consultation, <laughs> talk to me. We can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and our listeners listeners today. Definitely looking to seeing, you know, what you're going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time. Jimbo's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Salem from Black Goat Fitness, and she is out of Washington and Idaho. Tell us where your locations are. Yeah, so we started in Washington, and we are right close to the state line, which is why we've branched into Idaho. Um, We are on the eastern side, obviously, and uh, the Spokane area is where we're located, um, we're right in between Spokane, uh, Washington, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Perfect. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, and before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run Black Goat Fitness, first tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Yeah, so I never thought I would own a gym. Um, it wasn't on my life goal uh, vision board for my life, but um I truly believe that when something's meant to happen, it happens. And uh, we were 
we're now very thankful to have been along for that ride. But um, I started as a personal trainer. I did that before kids and before marriage and all of that. And then um, we had our first son and that's when I started coaching. And so I went from personal trainer with a very chaotic schedule uh, to a coach with a very set schedule, which is what I needed as a mom. And so I coached for 10 years. And within that time, just grew also as an athlete. I, I uh, competed in the realm of CrossFit. So I competed on a team. We went to regionals several times. We went to the CrossFit Games once. And it was just a great dynamic of having uh, really impactful connections with people, but also having the freedom to be a mom and invest my time uh, in, at home and, and with my boys. And so then, so I have three boys uh, and my youngest was about to enter school. So that if you're a mom, that kind of changes your capacity a little bit. And so, you know, what do I do? It was really the question on my mind. Do I get a real job with like real hours? Um, but I really love the fitness space and I had really developed a niche within the market being a mom. I understood where moms and families were coming from. I understood what they needed to thrive and there wasn't really an offering in, in the current market for, for that demographic. So um, I walked in kind of unannounced into a bank and just said, you know, this is who I am. This is what I wanna do. And uh, they helped me figure out all the nitty gritties of business models and uh, market forecasts and projections. And so um, I, I really think that God just provided for us along the way. I, I found our location on Craigslist. Like I just looked at an empty lot with this man who said he was going to build this, you know, uh, light industrial type building. And uh, all the, all the answers were yes along the way. So we just kept moving forward. And now here we are. I love that story so much. That's like the true entrepreneur spirit to just decide you want to do something, walk into a bank and then just have to figure it out along the way, like just bootstrap it all the way. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so how would you describe Black Goat Fitness to someone who's never been into the gym before? Like what services do you offer? What can someone expect from the gym? Yeah. So we started as a CrossFit affiliate. We're no longer carrying that affiliation. Um, but I would say we specialize in group fitness. That's our main uh, offering. We do strength and conditioning as well as we now offer HIT classes. So high intensity interval training. Uh, we offer about four of those per day. And then we offer personal training, nutrition coaching. We also play with uh, teams. So team training in their off season, we'll work with them. So um, our goal, our vision, our mission statement is just to add value to people's lives through fitness, through nutrition, and through connection. So uh, that's our filter that we, if we can add value in one of those ways, um, we try to do it. I love that. So you're mostly group fitness, um, some personal training, nutrition, team specialized training. Um, so that leads me to my next question is how many current members are you serving between all the locations? Yeah. And that's kind of uh, like a sticky question because what, what's a member? Is it a reoccurring? Is it a punch card? Is it a paid in full? Is it, you know, is it only people who come all the time, people who come some of the time? So, and honestly, like, I know that's like a, a top question in the business, you know, cause obviously it's related to revenue. Um, 
and I will answer your question, but it's, I find that it's, if you ask a lifter, you know, what's your one rep max? Cool. Like that's a number, but if I step up to the bar, focusing on 200 pounds versus focusing on keeping my heels down, my knees out, my chest high, like that's, what's going to get me that lift. So the same thing with members, like we pay attention to members, but we pay a lot more attention to other aspects of the business. And it just happens that high member or healthy member numbers are a byproduct of these other things that we focus on. So each gym has about a 200 member base. Um, and some might be a little bit higher than that, but I'd say that's average. Yeah, totally. How big are each of the gyms? Are they all roughly the same size or what do they look like? Uh, they range in size. Our largest is 10,000 square feet. And then our smallest is 5,000. So uh, it ranges. And the two that are larger, um, we, we love because it's not one workout space, it's two workout spaces. So it allows us to um, host multiple workout options during our peak times. Yeah, that's awesome. At the bigger ones, do you offer like open gym or is it all group classes in that big space? It's limited. I mean, we do offer open gym, but we serve the classes first. So gotcha. we tell people if they want to, yes, they can come in before or after class, or if they communicate with a coach, they can work out around the classes, but we're not going to give them, you know, center stage when we're trying to also manage classes around that. Totally. Yeah, I love that you're zoned in on your, your focus there and what, what you guys like to do. Um, okay, so you have around 600 members total. Um, is that somewhere where you like to stay? Are you really looking to hit the gas and get some new faces in? Where are you at with that? Um, it depends on the location, honestly. Um, we, uh, we would like to grow, um, but with that, there's, a, there's other things to consider. So we need to grow in the right way. And honestly, we need to grow in our non-peak hours. So um, things like corporate wellness and specialized uh, niche fitness options is kind of like where we're looking at. Maybe there's some offerings that we can hit in our, you know, slower hours that will add more value to the gym. Yeah, definitely. So what do you do now to get in new members or what have you done in the past to get to the number of members you're at now? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. So members, uh, you know, it starts anywhere from a free trial. They find us on our website. We do once a month, we do a free class day where we announce it to the public that they're welcome to come and join us for a day. And it's funny just by, I mean, we always allow a free class trial any day of the week, but it is always surprising how on that special magical day, like we'll get a very high influx of free class trials. And then, you know, a handful will stick around and become members. Um, really, there's not like one source. I mean, we're, we're in a small community-ish. So, you know, people bringing their family and friends is where we get most of our members. Gotcha. So mostly like word of mouth referral type. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, have you tried any sort of paid advertising at all? Uh, no, not extensively. Um, mainly because we want to like, like the, the discounted ones, you know, like Groupon or other things where you get them in on a really low price point. 
um, I want them to know from the time they sign up that they're getting a very high value product. So we don't, we don't offer those types of incentives. What we do offer, like right now, we're offering a year paid in full at a special, it's our anniversary month. So we always do it every November. And this, this year it's buy 10 months, get two months free in the paid in full for the entire year. So is there incentive? Yes, but it's not, uh, it's people who already see the value and uh, want to invest in their fitness. So that's our kind of strategy with how we get people in and then keep people. Gotcha. Um, so this is kind of like a hot topic now in marketing. Do you have a social media presence? And tell me about that. Yeah, we do. And I run it. So we don't, uh, we don't give that to a third party. Um, and it's something that I like to do. And so we use multiple different, you know, company or, uh, platforms to help us like, uh, be strategic and, and when we post and all of that. And so, yeah, we're very active on social media. Sweet. Where do you mainly post? Are you like on Instagram, Facebook, where have you seen like the most engagement? Um, we do Instagram and Facebook. We've played with TikTok a little bit. Um, and honestly, I just kind of asked one of my like coaches who's 25 to like use TikTok because she, you know, she was way more familiar with it. Um, so Instagram and Facebook, we use both mainly because when we host events, Facebook is the best platform to invite people, invite people from different communities, from different networks. And so that's helpful. And then, uh, but when it's more, you know, reels or spotlights or news, uh, Instagram's probably more beneficial for us where we live. Yeah, definitely. Have you dabbled at all in paying for ads on social media? No, we haven't. Mainly because, again, our best referral source is somebody we know and who knows us. So that's kind of where we lean in when uh, we, I don't, we haven't really struggled with getting new people in because it's it's this our area eastern washington mm -hmm. um it's a it's growing a lot right now a lot of people are moving here from the larger like seattle area or just even like the california like a lot of people are moving here and they're looking for fitness and they're actively seeking uh for us when they find us they're actively seeking our specific type of gym so mm -hmm. we haven't really had to invest in some, you know, social media paid advertising. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you have a way, like, do you find that referrals and word of mouth are like predictable? Can you kind of guess how many people are going to come each month based on like, um, like past data? Yeah, ebbs and flows. I would say uh, we we know how how much attrition we're going to experience a month based on past data. We also yeah. know kind of how many new people we need to get in to kind of get that made up and then continue to build. So we track those numbers. And then obviously the seasons of the year also bring in different influxes of who's interested at what time. Um, this last summer, we were really successful in a youth and teen option. We'd always played with youth because my kids were youth. And so we just offered it because it was important to me to offer it. And then now my oldest is 13 and so we offered a teen class and not knowing really if that would thrive in our in our area and it did we had like 20 kids show up 
every day at 11, which for us is a slow time. And so we're continuing to learn and, you know, who's out there and, and what, what niche, what industry, what area is not being served and where's the need. And kind of, that's where we look to target. Definitely. Sounds like you have a good amount coming in. Um, how do you keep members long-term once they're, once they're in the gym? Yeah, I mean, results are the name of the game. If they don't see results, then why would they continue to come? And so um, my staff and my coaches are just really good at connecting with people. And so I would say that's a huge strength. And then once they're connected, uh, we might learn a deeper why of, of why they're there. You know, everyone says they want to lose weight or they want to uh, get back into their smaller clothes or be healthier or have better energy. Like those are the go-to reasons they say they want to come into the gym. But really once we start to see their confidence grow, once we start to see them take pride in, in who they are, not because of what they look like, but because of what they can do, um, it fosters this sense of uh, positivity and growth and it's, it starts to like chip away at this iceberg they didn't know existed. And so um, we have members who have lost, you know, anywhere from 30 pounds to 70 pounds over the last year. And I would say uh, everyone who comes in and maintains a level of consistency uh, sees results. And then we do run challenges throughout the year. We run two kind of transformation type challenges uh, just to engage them if they want into that uh, biometric tracking and habit tracking and establishing some commitment and accountability. So on top of the challenges that we run that track your progress, you know, getting people to enter in their, their loads and their times, and now they're tracking their fitness progression and evolution. Uh, we do community events. So we do meetups at bars or parks or lakes or rivers throughout the summer. So now they're connecting. Their social group is also now at the gym. And so really once somebody engages, uh, it's a place, it becomes their third place. You know, it's not their workplace. It's not their home place, but it really is their, their third place in their life that, you know, probably might be like the best hour of their day. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you're adding a lot of value with that community aspect where people are getting to know each other outside of the gym and then it makes them want to come back because it's a social time and a time of fitness and just makes people feel good. So that's really cool that you do that. Um, my next question, how do you keep the brand like cohesive with having like three different locations? Like how do you keep everything consistent between the, the three gyms or do they have their all have their own? Um, it's, it is cohesive, but it is also each community has its unique vibe and personality. Just like if you belong to a gym, each class time also has its unique personality, whether it's the 6AMers or the 9AMers, like, yes, they're all unified. We do the same workouts across all three gyms. My coaches are given the exact same, uh, coaching points and progressions and timelines. So there's very little room for my coaches to deviate from the plan within a class. So I think that helps the unity of class experiences, not just between class times, but between locations. Um, I really spend a lot of time connecting with my leadership at each gym so that they're connected to me and they understand 
the mission statement, they understand the values, and then I work with them on what that looks like implementing if they have any questions. Um, so I think just really, I don't hire any coaches. I hire the right coaches. Um, I don't need to keep all members. I need to keep the right members that really fuel um, our, our culture and, and our value and our mission statement. And, you know, we've had to break up with members and we've had to break up with coaches if they don't fit that because that unity and that coherence to who we are and, and who we are also as a community. I mean, it's really clear if somebody fits or doesn't fit. And so that's kind of our main like guiding light. Yeah, I love that you have a mission that you're clear on and you make sure everyone across all three gyms are, are clear on the mission as well. That's super important. Um, I'm curious, like you as a business owner, as a mom, how do you balance everything? <laughs> it's a challenge. What, what tools, what people, like what's really helped you stay on track? Um, well, I think from the beginning, the business, and I think this is also a, a reason why the business has grown um, so I have always been limited to my time in the gym because of my family and my need for, uh, stability there. And so like my husband, he doesn't work in the gym. This isn't like our thing. Like the gym is my thing. And then he has his own business. And so, um, my time in the gym is always limited to three or four hours per day. And that's been like a hard cut off from the beginning. So I always have had staff and it was kind of a leap of faith starting with staff, you know, cause normally it's, it's a one man show. You do all the things cause there's not enough money to like support anything. Right. And so, uh, I think that's one thing that's helped me maintain balance is, uh, I'm not in the gym six hours, eight hours, 10 hours a day coaching and cleaning and, you know, doing all these things. Um, I really, uh, rely heavily on my coaches to do their part in adding to a professional environment. Um, and also, I don't think family and work need to be mutually exclusive for me. And so um, in the summer, my boys come in, they work out at the gym, I see them, um, my gym is a mile from my house. And so my kids can ride their bikes there, I see them, they do a class, they ride their bikes home, I've checked in, and then I can finish up what I'm doing, and then I can head home. Um, we're also partnering with uh, their school. So my boys um, are going to a private school this year, and, and Black Goat is helping implement their PE program. So now I get to go to their school two days a week and help uh, the person there run uh, a functional fitness program for their PE. So is that another thing? Like, yes, but it also aligns with like my core values of being connected to my family and adding value to the community. And my community isn't just my gym community, you know, or my home, it's, it's where I live. And so where we live is, uh, it's a small community. And so it really is important to me that, uh, yes, there's balance and I have barriers to my time, but uh, using the resources and connections that I've made along the way uh, have really helped the business thrive by creating all these different opportunities and niches and, and it forces me to grow and learn. And I think that helps too, is uh, we've never been stagnant. We've never done the same thing just because that's what we do. And like, we don't know anything different. Like 
we're always, our question is always, what can we do better and how can we grow? And nothing should stay the same because there should always be some way we can improve. Yes. So. Totally agree there. I'm curious how you structure each gym. You mentioned like leadership at each gym. You also mentioned coaches. So do you have like a manager at each facility? How does, how does that work? Yeah, we're, we're learning. Mm-hmm. Again, we're learning because with one location, I was it. I was yeah. the leader. And then I, I had coaches who would come in and, and coach around uh, that. And then we went into post falls. And so um, my husband was very hesitant of that purchase because he was like, how are you going to do this? Like, how are you going to do it all? And, uh, it was actually very freeing opening a second location. And, uh, I have a manager there. So, um, I have two, so I have one, one, one guy who like runs it and he's responsible for a lot. And then I have one other main coach who handles a large aspect of, uh, maybe a third of the classes of the week she coaches. And then there's a couple other supplemental coaches who do that. So we have one main and then one like strong support and then two others who are there. Um, but it was really freeing because it started to grow and, and be successful. And I wasn't there, you know, at first you think it's, it's me, like I'm the magic. I'm the reason why it works. And it was really freeing to realize like it's not me like yes there has to be quality control and direction and a vision but really if you have people on board who understand and buy in and uh you support them growing and thriving as people like I think it's just a symbiotic relationship for coaches to thrive and uh the reason why one of the reasons why I stepped out of the gym that I was coaching at for so long was because I had kind of reached a ceiling of growth. Like there was, there was not a next step. And so sensing that there were people in my coaching staff who had capacity to grow um, made sense to open up another location because I don't want you to leave because there's no growth for you. You know, like I want you to stay and I want to give you opportunities to grow and into whatever direction you are passionate about. And I can't do that in one gym because it really is really one person can really do one thing full-time. So um, I forget that question, but (laughs) I hope that helps just our leadership structure in Spokane is evolving because they had a structure that was a little different than my structure. And Mm -hmm. so we are, we're, we are learning as we go, but that's my goal in the next six months is to implement a structure that is consistent across all gyms versus, you know, just too much variance that isn't replicatable or systemized. And then it's not fair. If I have three locations and they're managed differently, that's not fair across the board. So that's an area we're working on. Yeah, I think your story is like unique and I really like that you kind of were forced to take a step back and let other people do some of the work because you'd be surprised, well, maybe you wouldn't, but a lot of the gym owners I talk to like 
have to be the, the janitor. They have to be the book person. They have to be at the front desk and they have to do the classes and they will not step back. And so they burn out. So I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you've kind of found a balance there with family, with, you know, giving your staff the room to grow and move into those positions as well. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like I just, uh, it's really important to me to have happy staff and mm -hmm. because then that gives me freedom to yeah. also thrive, you know, so I'm very transparent with my staff of how they can grow in value, how they can receive more value, you know, whether that's uh, in a position or monetarily. And then I just try to support my staff and my coaches the best that I can, because, you know, if they have a passion, that's not my passion. Like, that's great because guess what? Not all of us can serve my specific niche. Like, the yeah. more that we have that is different, like that's great for my business. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, I have one big question for you to end off the episode with. What would be your biggest piece of advice to somebody who is aspiring to start a gym? What's something you wish you would have known before you got into this industry? <laughs> I think it's, it's a good thing you don't know what you don't know when you're starting, you know, because it needs to be exciting and it needs to be uh maybe a little bit of fantasy and in chasing this dream, you know, that you, that you have. Um, I think, what would I tell myself? I would tell myself, you know, follow, first of all, it was really helpful when I started because I had some mentors in the industry who really encouraged me to define my vision and my objectives and my goals and my values. And I think because I had that cornerstone that built off of that, I think it really helped me figure out what am I here for and how do I succeed? Because those are vague terms when you are starting a business. And so that would be my number one encouragement if somebody thinks that they want to enter into any industry and they are going to pioneer their path um, I think you need that solid why you know why are you doing this why is this beneficial what is it going to add to you because uh, it's going to take a lot away in the process of of the work and the grit and uh, everything it takes but you know, I'm on this side of it and is it rewarding? And would I change it? Like, I love what I do and I'm lucky that I get to do it how I want to do it. And uh, there's people who believe in my vision and have come alongside me. Um, so, I mean, even our name Black Goat, it's a funny name, <laughs> but it's because our, our mission and our, our values are to be you, to be smart, to work hard to play harder and belong to a community of people who make you better and who you make better. So even within our name, like there's a reason why, why we're called black goat and it's okay if you don't like it, because again, there's a reason why we're called black goat. And so it gave me freedom from the very beginning to, to know who I was and know what I wanted. And yes, you figure out a lot of the little nuances along the way, um, but if you can stay true to your values, then you'll have a product that you're proud of and you'll know why you, why you started it in the first place. I love that so much. Yes. Always stick to your values. Remember why you started 
I also like something that you said at the beginning there of like to paraphrase like if your dreams don't scare you they're probably not big enough so I, I love that you went for you went for it as a business owner so yeah um, no, before, no go ahead I was just gonna say a huge um step into this um was that that thought process of like what would I do if I weren't afraid? Because fear keeps us comfortable. We think we need to stay safe. We think we need to play it low. We think we need to, you know, we're too afraid to really like leap in and you won't succeed unless you're all in. And so whenever I would feel hesitation or feel small, a small little fish in like this huge pond, uh, which is what you feel like when you're a coach starting a business, like the business world is so different and most of us don't have a lot of experience in that realm is, you know, what would I do if I weren't afraid? Because really the reason why I might back down is, is mostly fear. And so if you have good logical people helping you figure out like the logic side and the rational side and the business logistical side, uh, if you can just keep a level head and not let fear or intimidation rule, like I think you'll do great. Thank you so much for that. That was so well-spoken. I feel inspired. I'm sure our listeners do too. Um, but before we wrap things up, Salem, can you tell us where we can find you? What's your social media? What's your website? Yeah, so social media, we have socials for each of our locations on Instagram. It's blackgoat.fitness or blackgoat.postfalls or blackgoat.spokane. Uh, my personal uh, is uh, shebefit, S-H-E-B-F-I-T. And then Salem uh, GM Pietro on on Facebook. So yeah, follow along. It's always exciting, uh, but it's been a great. Uh, we just had our four year party, yeah. and we I thought maybe a hundred people would come. So that's what I based the venue size off of. And we need a bigger venue. I think like over two hundred people showed up, and oh. it was just a great time to see. You forget how far you've come. So it was just a great reality of like, you know, this is awesome. And all of these people are unified in living better. And that's the best job in the world. Yes, I love that. I love that your community came out and supported you. Um, and we really appreciate everything that you shared today. You are so well-spoken and there's so many great things our listeners are going to take from this episode. Um, but we look forward to seeing what you accomplished on the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.